Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We got to talk basketball recruiting, NBA playoffs. And a big football recruiting news. But Kyle, I guess we'll start with um, somebody who's also in Lexington, just like we are currently. That's the one and only Johnny Juzang. Johnny Juzang. He is now ranked in the 247 composite for 2019, as he reclassified last week from 2020. He is 21st, which is actually higher than he was in the 2020 ranking. Seven spots, right? He was yeah, 20- I think he was 28th. Um, so... Obviously, uh, I don't know about obviously, but that might be a little Kentucky bump. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if it's that or not, but I—I I, I mean, I might heard, speak to this class being weaker than than the next one. Yeah, that—that's because I mean, I've heard Evan and was the kid at the top of twenty twenty. Is it Mobley? Yeah. Uh, he they said that he's been the best player in high school basketball for maybe three years. So like. That class is well, highly, highly thought of. So, uh, but yeah, but anyway. So yeah, he's he's twenty first. He's on campus visiting. He narrowed his list last night to four schools. Sunday night to four schools. I don't even remember what the other ones were. Virginia is one of them. It doesn't matter. Oregon. I mean, I would be, it would be a big surprise if it's not Kentucky at this Kentucky. point. Kentucky, Kentucky, Virginia, Oregon, and what? Kansas. Ah, Kansas. Um, you gotta think it's Kentucky right now. Um. And that would, you know, if they get him, that's before top 25 players in this class, four five-star guys. Uh, in the 247 rankings, it's number seven, Khalil Whitney, number nine, Tyrese Maxey would be 21, Johnny Juzang, and 23, Keon Brooks. Plus, uh, Dante Allen, top 100 kid from in the state, who I'm guessing will have to redshirt with all his injury issues. Maybe not, but... Probably not going to be an impact guy day one, yeah. but a good player. Plus Nate Sestina, who I think most of the the grad transfer ranking lists that are now a thing uh, have him in the top three or four grad transfers in the country. And then they have that option out there still of adding uh, Kerry Blackshear Jr. as a grad transfer from Virginia Tech at center. So um, – if you get Johnny Juzang, you're one step closer to having that roster we talked about that kind of has no very obvious holes in it. Yeah, and I mean that that would be another impressive class. And the, the the thing that I guess I saw someone do the the numbers with the two four seven that would put him at second again. Yep. Um, you know, which is, is, is be <laughs> one or two every year since Cal's been here. It's <laughs> just a remarkable uh, thing. Yeah, that's a heck of an accomplishment when you think of all the all the factors that go into that. Um, the other thing, you know, related to Johnny Juzang, and we talked about him on the last episode. R.J. Hampton is a top five player in the twenty twenty class, who might who is also probably going to reclassify. He's a guy who, if he stayed in twenty twenty, I would probably call Kentucky the favorite. I think he really likes Kentucky. I think his dad really likes Kentucky. Moving to twenty nineteen feels like it almost disqualifies them. Uh, because one, him and his dad say he, they want him to play point guard some, play on the ball, 
uh, and look at all the people that are going to be in Kentucky's backcourt. You return Ashton Hagens, the starting point guard, his backup Emmanuel quickly, two five-star sophomores. You add Tyrese Maxey, a five-star combo guard. You may add Johnny Juzang, a five-star wing. You have two other five-star wings coming in and Brooks and Whitney. Like, where does a guy like uh, R.J. Hampton, a 6'4 point guard slash shooting guard, where does he fit in that? You would think that disqualifies him, and also because he's also considering Memphis and Kansas, and they have need at point guard for next season. Uh, but uh, his, you know, his dad and, and him both have said, no, that's not necessarily the case. They're not, you know, just because they get Johnny Juzang doesn't mean they couldn't still add R.J. Hampton. I find that hard to believe, but one of the things that R.J. said uh, on the Nike circuit this weekend, he said, I think I would fit well with all, with all those guards. He was asked, how would you fit with all those guys there? He said, Coach Cal basically tells me whoever can shoot it the best is going to shoot the ball. Whoever can dribble the best is going to dribble the ball. Basically, the best player is going to play. And he said, I'm confident in my game. I know those other guys are confident in theirs. And when you're on a team, the only real goal is to win. And when you win, players get recognized. So that's sort of encouraging for Kentucky if you want to kind of dream the crazy dream where they just load this thing up. And at that point, by the way, I think you play basically four guards. You have to. If you get if you get if you got Johnny Juzang and R.J. Hampton, mm-hmm. and you don't change fundamentally change the way you play and go small ball, I think you're crazy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if that would end up happening, then <laughs> that'd be a good problem to have. A, uh, but B, like four guards has worked in college basketball. Obviously, Villanova absolutely did it. I yeah. mean. Illinois did it, if I'm remembering right. There's been multiple teams that I think you know have made Final Fours uh, with those kind of lineups, so it wouldn't be unprecedented. But then you are getting in a situation where if you're playing four guards, you're running on minutes for right. the big guys right. as well. <laughs> so, but 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 they may be at a total deficit of big guys. Yeah, I mean, that can end up happening. They they there's a very real possibility they don't get Kerry Blackshear Jr. Like that's a very possible thing. And then there's an outside possibility they lose one or both of EJ and Nick. If they lost them both, they would be forced to play four guards and also just go get whatever big man on the scrap heap is available or to go beg Isaiah Todd. I think that's what would probably happen because I asked Isaiah Todd, you know, he said, I'm definitely staying in 2020 this weekend. I said, but what if there was a team that desperately needed a big man now and said to you, please <laughs> would could they change your mind and go to 2020 he said i have to talk to about talk to my mom about that um so i mean i i think i'd go there first because i think they were probably the leader for isaiah todd yeah he's a really good player i saw him play a couple times this weekend i like him a lot um but in a in a doomsday scenario where you don't get blackshear and you lose one of those other guys Load up on guards and play small ball. You could still win a bunch of games that way. I mean, there's only a couple matchups in college basketball anymore where somebody's just going to kill you because you don't have like a massive front court. I know Kyle loves to have those. Yeah, he really does. But you could play a fun style. Uh, an interesting other thing from RJ Hampton's dad, he said, I think I mentioned this on the podcast the other day that it, you know he'd be okay if there was a timeshare where his son didn't play all point guard, that he just got some opportunity. He Basically, they want an opportunity for him to do that. And he also mentioned who has the ball at the end of the game. Do whatever you want during the game. I want to see who has the ball at the end. 
because um, he said RJ is a closer. The other thing he said was that they had basically compared him to, they said they want to use him like they used Devin Booker. Hmm. And he seemed to really like that. And Ben Roberts and I both kind of were like, but um, Devin Booker didn't really play point guard. No. And But maybe they were thinking, maybe the thought was the Devin Booker year because there was a timeshare with Devin Booker and Aaron Harrison and Tyler Eulis and Andrew Harrison. Wait and a so, minute. So you're talking platoons? It could be. I mean, if you had the, if you if you got Johnny Juzang and RJ Hampson, you Hampton, you'd almost have to platoon the backcourt. But um and also he didn't he, you know, Devin Booker didn't start and he said, that, "Yeah, I told Cal, Cal Devin didn't even start." The dad said this. But he also said, "But he did just sign to what? Eight gazillion dollar contract, I think is what he said. So that's not too bad. Um, <laughs> so it's really, I mean, it was really interesting to me that RJ and his dad kept coming back to Kentucky, even as other people, like uh, Adam Zagoria said, it sounds more like Kansas or Memphis. Am I reading that wrong? Like, would be the better fits for you if you want him to play on the ball? And the dad said, no, you're not reading that wrong. Um, he said, you're reading that exactly right. But then he comes right back and says, but again, Calipari knows how to work his magic. Hmm. So I feel, I feel a little silly even continuing to float this possibility of RJ Hampton, but they, but they are, they're leaving it out there. And that would, and then the other thing is if by some crazy chance he doesn't move up and he stays in 2020, I would say like Kentucky would be the runaway favorite for him. There we go. And he's a RJ Hampson is going to make somebody really good. If he goes to Memphis, Memphis is going to be like a Final Four level team. Whoa, there's a prediction there. I mean, they'd have a terrific, terrific guard. They would have the number one big man in the country in James Wiseman, and they're going to add a bunch of other dudes. I mean, they they, they could also still add Trendon Watford. Uh, there's a couple other guys that are out there that are like high-level guys they could get. They're, I think they could – Memphis could be really good if they got RJ Hampton. Final Four is quite a Final Four level. I don't know that they'd get there, but like I, I think they'd spend a lot of the year in the top ten. They'd start. They'd probably start there. There you go, Kyle Tucker, Penny Hardaway lover. Coming up next, more recruiting talk, but this time it is about football. Before that, I do want to tell you guys about Bird Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agriculture project, go direct to where it's made. That's Bird Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors plus galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out BurtSheetMetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H SheetMetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. Burt Sheet Metal is located in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out BurtSheetMetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. That's Burt Sheet Metal. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Good old Marky Mark Stoops. Riding the riding the high of a first round draft pick that he's taking selfies in the green room and babysitting Josh Allen's young son and just having a grand old time and then this this weekend wraps up with him being even more happy because he just got a commitment from a four star offensive lineman out of Louisville named John Young Kyle. Yeah, that was a big one. He's the 
the best offensive lineman in the state, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I would imagine. He is, uh, you know, I think he was a guy that was kind of a Kentucky guy all the way along. But, I mean, when you get look he's at He's not. Oh, he's not? Walker Parks. Well, this is according to the 247 rankings. Uh, out of Frederick Douglass, is going to Clemson, and apparently he is the best offensive lineman in the state. Well, there you go. Uh, but that's a that's a great kid. I mean, he had a bunch of uh, high level offers. The all the you know a lot of the power names in college football: Georgia, um, Auburn, Florida State. Or yeah, some to name a few. So to get that guy to stay home, to also to win another one in Louisville, where they've really kind of reversed their fortunes lately, started getting a lot of the top guys in Louisville in the last couple classes, thanks to I think largely Vince Marrow. Um, that's big. I think they feel really good about their chances to to have a great class to ride the wave of a 10 win season to prove like, okay, it's, this is actually real. It's not selling you a dream anymore. You got a 10 win season. You got to win over a, 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 you know, a name opponent in a bowl game and a big bowl game, Penn state. And then you go do what you did in the draft, which is the ultimate thing. You have say we took a two star and made him a first rounder. We took a three star and made him a second rounder. We took a, a, a you know guy outside the top two fifty and made him a third rounder. And we took a three star running back that Ohio State didn't want from his back its own backyard and made him a one of the all time leading rushers in the SEC and a fourth round pick. That's you know pretty valuable information when you combine wins with draft picks. Uh, they ended up you go ten win season, five guys get drafted. We looked that up, six guys. Uh, signed. ultimately signed free agent deal. So you had 11 players from that team sign NFL contracts. You know, and some of those free agent deals are pretty lucrative. We The one that was tweeted out, um, the report that Chris Westry's free agent deal uh, guaranteed him $100,000. Um, that's that's a not your everyday free agent deal. It was 100000 100, guaranteed and a 10000 signing bonus. Uh, to go to Dallas, so um, they, I, I think they're I think they feel like they're going to ride this momentum into a big recruiting class. I've heard they're going to be very selective on who they take because they feel like they get they have a lot of top guys that they that they're in good position with. And plus, I think this is going to have to be a relatively small class, right? Not like a tiny one, but seems that way. I remember Stoops throwing out a couple of numbers and it was going to be below 25, uh, you know. He's jumped around on exactly what he what it would be and transfers play into that into that as well and I, I guess we'll we'll probably cuz now I'm trying to remember Kyle, we do need to talk about the transfer uh that left Kentucky cuz that happened <laughs> after since the last time we podcast uh in his his destination. Um, but to your point about being selective, currently Kentucky only has two commits in the uh, 2020 class. And if you're short and skinny, sorry, this isn't for you. They got Lamar Goods, who's 6'4", 290, and is a defensive tackle. And John Young is 6'6", 280. So they're taking big dudes right now. Yeah. And that's probably partially uh, to your point about them being a little bit selective. Uh, since you mentioned the guys that signed undrafted free agents. We mentioned all the guys drafted, and then uh, Georgia South OJ was drafted while we were recording the last, yeah, <laughs> the last the podcast round. in the seventh round to the Giants. Westry to the Cowboys, like Kyle said. Bunchy Stallings to the Jags. Darius West to the Chiefs. 
So a familiar face in that uh yeah. <laughs> that locker room with Matt House. Dorian Baker to the Browns, Derek Beatty to the Texans, CJ Conrad to the Giants. So Conrad will now be teammates um again uh with George Safo J. Uh, Derek Beatty will be teammates again uh with Lonnie Johnson and uh Bunchy Stallings will be teammates with Josh Allen. So that's kind of a cool little yeah buddy system they might have going there that's i mean that's a lot of dudes um and overall if, i mean if half those guys even you know make it make camp rosters or uh well i think or practice squads that's a that's a pretty good number i definitely think west and stallings will make teams i just think i was surprised stallings was not drafted i was surprised west wasn't drafted i don't understand the nfl draft and this isn't I think a lot of people, even who people yeah. who cover it full time, understand it because it seems like, oh, sometimes we really are going to value measurables a la Lonnie Johnson. And then sometimes we're not. I mean, Darius West measurables at the combine were unbelievable. That dude's ridiculously fast. Right. Like more, <laughs> maybe more so than Lonnie Johnson. He's not I, as long, but. Yeah. So I don't, I don't completely understand. Yeah. And sometimes mm. it's value college production. Sometimes it isn't. I mean, yeah. Bunchy Stallings was an All American. Uh, you know, like so not baffling. a lot of all Americans go undrafted. That is um, just crazy. Probably more than uh, we think. But Derek Derek Beatty, I think, is a guy who can make a roster. I'd be I'd be a little surprised if Dorian Baker makes a roster. But uh, you know, that's I mean, that's a pretty good group of guys. I could see three or four of them making yeah. teams, and you know, Kentucky having eight or nine guys in camps when when the season opens. Yeah, and that's another you know major testament to to the increased talent level in Lexington. There's no doubt about that. And obviously, uh, as we just kind of laid out, uh, it seems like there's a couple uh, couple commits that are going to be wrapping up soon. Um, they had a big, a big recruiting weekend, either last weekend or the weekend before, Mark Stoops and company. And the way you read the tea leaves, it sounds like there's going to be a couple more commits. I mean, it's Kyle, like, honestly, it's tough to follow football recruiting just because, A, there's so many people and also a commit doesn't really mean <laughs> that for the yeah, most right. part a guy's going to go to that school. Um, I mean, Mark Stoops has said as much. I think his his quote was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing it, basically when a com- when a guy commits to you, it just basically means he likes you the most right now or something along those lines. Yeah, you, you, then you know who you're competing with or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think a- yeah the, when a guy commits, that's when the real, real recruiting starts. So, I mean, but anytime they get big-time commits like that, we'll, we'll talk about them. Um, here on the podcast. Coming up next, we are going to discuss where a UK transfer ended up. Uh, it was surprising to me. I think it was surprising to Kyle. <laughs> and I know it was kind of surprising to a lot of people who cover the beat. Uh, so that's coming up next. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Gunner Hoke, Ohio State quarterback, Kyle. Did that shock can, you? Can you hear me rolling my eyes? I mean, I think we'd have podcast. to get we'd have to get those uh, <laughs> ASMR mics and like. I mean, stick uh, you know, good for him as long as uh, if there's some idea that he's going to go win the starting job at Ohio State, then I think I feel like he's probably been misled. But if he's if he realizes he's going to be a backup and he just wants to be closer to home, then good for him. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I don't I don't fault anybody wanting to be closer to home, but I I mean. Could count me among those who will be stunned if that dude is not for not for not non-injury reasons the starting quarterback at Ohio State at any point. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, pretty surprising. I think his other options were a bunch of one double A schools, you know, FCS schools. I just, uh, well, the way it, I kind of odd is, to me. This is something that, I mean, I don't know. This is me talking to people, so this is not admissible into court. But it really, truly did sound like if the opportunity Ohio State didn't come, he was really considering coming back to Kentucky, which I think would have almost been more surprising than him going to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, that was, you know, this is just this is just social media stuff. But, like, it seemed like there weren't, weren't, weren't other schools following him on social media. And that's kind of like a an easy indicator to, to let people know interest and you can kind of gauge to a certain extent. Just like when you go to AAU games, like the coaches are, are watching. Yeah, yeah. This, social media can and is, is slightly similar. So, like, that uh, I, we, you, you, I'm going to just put it all on your shoulders, <laughs> made it sound like when I was trying to put the throw those disclaimers out there when he initially put his name in the transfer portal that – he and Stoops were leaving it open for the possibility of him coming back. It sounds like those were yeah. actual possibilities. I, mean, I guess it was Ohio State or bust. That is, Ohio State wanted him, and you know that to me is like, hey, we need some backup fodder. Well, there's you know, no question about that. Did. Yeah, you know, they did. It's they like, only have it's what like exactly what Kentucky would have to do right now to go get a backup. Yeah, to go per- persuade some other Power Five guy. Like, or oh, we'll give you a real shot at competing for the job. Although at least at Ohio State, no one has won the job. Yeah, and this was um, where I, where they have here. But Justin Fields, they didn't bring Justin Fields in as a great. I mean, that's the thing too. That he got a waiver, so they brought in a, an immediately eligible transfer. Yep, who was the number one quarterback recruit in the country, mm-hmm. and was at Georgia and stuck behind Jake Fromm. But he was still thought enough of that Georgia was rotating it in. They were playing him. They had a package of plays for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I don't see Gunnar Hulk starting for Ohio State. But but he is home now. His dad played there. Right. His, his cut, family's excited his, about it. He, good, in his message, in his message, it said that he never forgets seeing his cousin win the national championship. So that he wants he wants to be something, uh, something like that. Now this as, as Kyle, this officially puts the. The thing on uh, Kentucky, they will not, and we've talked about it a little bit, we'll only have one guy who's taken any snaps in college football. Uh, that's not actually that uncommon. <laughs> they didn't have any period. Last, going into last yeah. season, that turned out okay. But I, I did, and I, I I hope I'm crediting. I think this is our buddy John Hale at the Courier-Journal, and we were texting about some stuff. And uh, the uh, it is interesting, the rule, and I don't know who even would, if there is anybody out there, this is a possibility. Um, but now, if you are on, if you are a walk-on, and you can transfer, you can transfer eligible immediately. Yeah. So Luke Wright did that at UC and came to Kentucky and was a backup uh, because Grant and Henshaw were familiar with him. He had to wait a year. I mean, yeah. he didn't play anyway, but he was. It was his Baker role. Mayfield was a walk-on. I mean, if that was if you if there's a Baker Mayfield out there somewhere, some guy who walked on and played really well <laughs> somewhere and then lost his starting job. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, that is like part of the the crazy part of his story is he walked on at Texas Tech. Was like, I think he, I think there was an injury. He had to play as a freshman, played really well, then lost his starting job, then transferred, had to walk on again at Oklahoma. They didn't offer him a scholarship. He walked on at Oklahoma, won that job again, then won the Heisman, then became the number one pick. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking, the last thing about UK football, their account just tweeted out: "No days off 
look who's back on campus working out, and it's a picture of Josh Allen and Lonnie Johnson. Yeah, uh, in the UK weight room working out. It's, and it, talk about good for recruiting. I would imagine if they could find anybody to any recruits to drag through the weight room right now. Hey, look at that I would, guy! I would probably do that. Yeah, um, they do a really good job about that, and that was that's something that Vince Marrow had talked about on a lot of platforms, but. With my colleague on Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, he did an extensive interview for like a draft preview show, and Vince was talking about how he tells basically all the guys like, "Don't take stuff <laughs> when you're on your way to the draft." Like people are going to try to be offering you all kind of these training things and this and that and the other. He goes, "Just use our facilities because what they're not telling you when they're, they're billing you, you yes, for it. exactly." And so he yeah. was, and right now, no, I mean, there's not. I'm guessing there's not a ton of facilities that are as nice as UK. And they can get everything you want, and you don't have yep. to pay. Every single thing an agent gives you on the front end is coming out of your paycheck on the back end. Exactly. And then there was a nice write-up, and I haven't got to read it all yet, uh, that it was really, and I wanted to give kudos, and I'd, I'd forgotten last week in the uh, when this came out. Um, I think it was a Forbes article, um, but basically UK bought the trademark to Snell Yeah and SnellYeah.com and then transferred that to Benny Snell. Um, once his eligibility was done, so that's like another thing. I'm sure they're telling they're telling these high high major uh, offer guys, like, "Hey, look what we were able to do, like from a PR standpoint and building brands." Because that's important to everybody at this point. Yeah, in, I don't know in how the culture. I mean, it's obviously within the rules. There's some rule that allows that, but I don't know like what that rule is. It's an interest. It's interesting that yeah. Kentucky can do that, like that they can buy something like that. For a player, knowing that they're going to give it to Well, I guess technically you you might have to word it in the sense when you make the initial deal that it's not going to the player. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're just doing it to, I don't know. To exactly. promote for Yeah, awards. promote them for something. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm getting this trademark uh, to promote Benny Snell for the Heisman, getting this trademark to promote Josh Allen for the Defensive Player of the Year awards. And then once, once you have that, you can transfer it over, so. Uh, but that was just really cool of them to do. So, all right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I got a message um, in the Locked On UK Twitter DM uh, to ask, and was asking us to talk about the college basketball trial uh, that's still currently going on. Um, and I guess technically at this point, it's not just basketball because football was mentioned as well. Uh, we will do that. Uh, we might try to get a guest depending on who we can reach out to. Or Kyle and I just might tackle the topic because Kentucky's name was brought up. Nothing directly, but yeah, that's 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 getting interesting up in New York. So we'll discuss that going forward. Uh, we also gonna still have the behind the Nate Sistina trip with Kyle that I got to talk to him about episode as well. And I'm working on a couple other interviews, so stay tuned for all those things. Until then, you can follow along with us on Twitter at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can follow Kyle. I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. One thing I just, a, a, a sentence to minute, m- mention that we didn't get to. A lot of Kentucky dudes are actually making some noise in the NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah. Jamal Murray averaged 23.5 points and 5.3 assists in the four wins over the Spurs, and he hit the dagger at the end to uh, eliminate the Spurs from that series and send them on. Shigil just Alexander got eliminated, but he had games of 18, 22, and 25 points as a rookie against the reigning NBA champion Warriors. Uh, and Eric Bledsoe, we know DeMarcus Cousins is still sidelined with the Warriors, but Eric Bledsoe is with uh, the Bucks. They got smashed by the Celtics in game one of this of the Eastern Conference semifinals, but he had a really good series as they swept 
Detroit in the first round. He had 16, 19, 27, and 15 points. Averaged almost 20 points a game uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So that's been a long criticism of Kentucky guys, recent Kentucky guys, of guys like Skip Bayless or whoever it was that was always saying none of their guys win in the uh, playoffs because they were on terrible teams. But they're starting to do that now. Other note, Patrick tweeted in, um, talking about the last episode and said, I would consider it's it's snooping because we had a whole snooping <laughs> debate uh, on Kyle. He said, I would consider it snooping if he was looking for information, snooping around for it. Here, Kyle had an incidental and probably unavoidable observation. If I hold up a three by five card in front of my face, people are going to look at it even if they don't read it. So Patrick is on your side, Kyle, and says that you're not a Thank snooper. Thank you, Patrick. I think it's a pretty... Pretty obviously uh, obvious I wasn't trying to snoop. I think you're Charlie Brown's dog. Or maybe I have a notepad full of things from John Calipari's phone. Yep. How do you think Kyle knows stuff? Well, a lot of trick is fun. Uh, you have a big yellow, yellow pad with notes scribbled <laughs> on it. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Uh, please rate, please review, please subscribe. Please tweet any questions, comments you have. Um, at the Twitter feed at Locked On UK. Uh, thanks again to Birch Sheet Metal for sponsoring this edition of the show, and thanks you for you to, and thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Welcome to Locked On. Con- uh, Come on, have a little interview. Check, Curtis. check. No, it was the. The thing. I still need a little more energy. For you. you want some energy, damn it? Yeah, let's get some energy.